May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. You know, as we gather here for the busy holiday season with, I don't know what the wind chill is, last I checked, something 30, 30 something below wind chill, can't help but think that rituals and traditions are a funny thing. On the one hand, uh, many, if not most, of our rituals that we hold sacred have evolved for arbitrary reasons or simply by happenstance. Take Silent Night, for example, the treasured hymn that we will soon share together as an annual Christmas ritual. That cherished hymn was hastily created on Christmas Eve in 1818 by a priest and organist on a night when the two were uncertain whether the church's organ would work or not after a nearby river flooded and damaged the church. Now, some 200 years later, the hymn and tune are shared by candlelight all across the world, including in our own simple sanctuary here in Minnetonka. Likewise, some 200 years later, clergy and musicians are still frantically scrambling, trying to figure out how to preserve the sacred rituals of our faith. Have you ever panic ordered a shipment of 100 tiny little paper circles after realizing that the giant box of silent night candles you've been holding ready in your office were more candles than actual circle drip protectors? I have. <laughs> have you ever made that panic order and then feverishly checked your shipping updates while the country battened down for a nationwide blizzard? I have. And yes, we got them just in time last night. Rituals and traditions are a funny thing. Of course, it's not just the church that creates and clings to cherished traditions. And it's not just families or cultural cohorts either. Nearly anywhere that you find a group of would-be strangers gathering in the context of community, you'll find traditions transforming the simple into something so much more. Take, for instance, the unique ritual that gathers and inspires the staff, students, and friends of Taylor University, a small university in rural Indiana whose annual holiday tradition may be the best sports story that I have ever heard. I know not everyone here at St. Luke is a big sports fan. Stick with me. Known as the Silent Night Game, Taylor students, faculty, and staff gather together on the Friday night before final exams to let off a bit of steam before those finals and to root on their men's basketball team. Except they don't do any cheering. Not at first. Let me explain. The tradition began in the early 90s when the coaching staff decided to mix things up by blending college basketball and final exams anxiety with the joyful triumph of Christmas. And now, some three decades later, 
Here is what the tradition has evolved into. Every year on that Friday night before finals, folks gather and pack the Taylor University Gymnasium. If you've ever gone to a Christmas Eve or Easter service before and thought, oh wow, there's a lot of people that I don't normally see here. It's a little bit like that, but multiplied on a bigger scale. The arena is pulsing with energy and excitement, but when the warm-up time finishes, something truly special happens. That giant throng of energized people suddenly goes dead quiet, and their annual tradition begins. For the folks at Taylor University, the Silent Night basketball game has one simple rule. No one makes a sound until the Taylor Trojans score their 10th point. <laughs> now, there are wonderful videos of this tradition online that show the odd and eerie scene. I encourage you to check them out, not while I'm preaching, as two opposing teams play a full steam game of competitive college basketball in a packed to the brim gymnasium in which you could hear a pin drop. It's a strange thing to take in, the massive sport gathering where all you can hear is the squeaking of sneakers and the echo of the ball. The crowd applauses with silent jazz hands, <laughs> kind of like we do at St. Luke sometimes. And then, every year, the Taylor Trojans inch their way toward that 10th point the silent remains, but you can tell even over video that the intensity is ratcheting up until the moment finally comes. When the Taylor team scores its 10th point, the arena erupts into jubilant celebration. The game stops. The crowd rushes the court. The basketball teams actually run off the court for safety. <laughs> and a wild, raucous celebration begins. Anticipation expectancy, watchfulness, and then a moment of joyful celebration and release. I like to think that we are gathering with a similar purpose this evening, only instead of going from silence to jubilation, we are sharing an equally sacred journey of moving from the jubilant busyness of the holiday gatherings toward a silent, intimate, moment shared by candlelight together. Now don't get me wrong, after 11 and a half years of ministry, I am still eagerly awaiting the day when I make so strong a point in one of my sermons that the entire congregation rushes the pulpit in jubilant euphoria. <laughs> Almost, not today. One can continue dreaming. The point is, of course, that traditions, they take something simple and they make it special, set apart, which is actually what that root word sacred comes from, set apart. Meaningful traditions and rituals, what they do is they take a gathering of disparate people and shape them into beloved community. 
Along the way, they stamp upon us these sacred memories and moments that transcend the busyness and details of life and leave us with some lingering experience of connection, of belonging, of purpose. If you've ever shared in a ritual like that, in a sacred candlelight moment, in the joy of a wedding, a meaningful memorial service, you know that those who were perhaps strangers or friends when entering that space have become something so much more. Now, maybe that is simply the feeling of being a part of something or of community, but maybe also it is the feeling that we share when we brush against the sacred, when we encounter that which we describe as the Spirit of God. After all, is it the beliefs behind the ritual that make the experience sacred for the community? Or is it in the sharing of the ritual that the community finds itself a part of a sacred promise? Whether we're talking about this Christmas Eve service or some seemingly random tradition of a collegiate basketball team in rural Indiana, this much rings true. These traditions, they matter. They matter because we have decided together that they matter. They are special because we have prioritized and made them special through the years. They are sacred because we are willing to feel and find that they truly are sacred. The funny thing about that silent night basketball game, the Taylor Trojans basketball team remains, remarkably, undefeated. They are 23-0 since the inception of the Silent Night basketball game. The funny thing about our Silent Night tradition here at St. Luke, and about many similar traditions all around the world, is that no matter who comes or who doesn't, no matter whether you have or have not quite enough of those little tiny paper circles, the silent night still leads to a sacred night. And we who are gathered still find ourselves caught up in a story that is bigger than ourselves and more sacred than we may dare to believe on any given year. So friends, as we move towards that moment once again. May this silent night become a sacred night for all of us. Merry Christmas. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey, seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. 
We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.